Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right. All right, then. Um, Hello. Hello, I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And this, and this is, is sexy, sexy, unique, unique podcast. Podcast. Tough, Tough Sicilian bitches. bitches. But I was just, I was just <laughs> describing to Laura like my niece is going to be born in like four weeks, and my family lives in Miami now. And I was like trying to figure out a way to get there, and I was thinking about flying, but because sorry things are really bad in LA now, and they seem to be bad basically everywhere, I just don't think flying is feasible right now. And then I was thinking about, I even toyed with the idea of taking a train, like having my Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> moment on the train, which would I be love, like a, a, that is not like a safe alternative to flying by any stretch of no. the imagination. That's like, you're no. in a, that would actually take three weeks and then you would just be stuck. You would for sure get COVID on a train. I would. Everyone would. You're stuck in a cabin with like a bunch of other people. A hundred percent. And then I was like, maybe I can drive. And my boyfriend was who can't come because he has work stuff. He was like, I basically was like, I cannot allow you to drive alone. (laughs) (laughs) And also I have a Honda Element, which is like, it's a good car, but it's, you know, they don't make them anymore. So it's kind of on its last legs as it is. And I totally, Laura was just saying I would have like a Flintstones car by the end of my, my journey. That car's transmission is waiting to fall out on a cross country journey from LA to Miami. I, I literally like half, half the time when I'm driving in LA, I just, I'm waiting for the car to just go like the flaps and either like the sides just to fall off. And then like, <laughs> I just am driving like, like a go-kart by the end of it yeah or i would get like murdered zodiac on the high like sky i own sky on the highway you just disappear remember that scene i actually have to rewatch zodiac because i watched it (gasps) in the theaters when i was like not super like not super into like slow movies like really didn't understand them and then I was just like, what the fuck? This is so boring. Like, get me out of here. And then now I can, like, really appreciate a slow burn. So I've got to revisit. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I, I I think it's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I've got to rewatch it because I know everyone loved it. And I was just like, that one and There Will Be Blood. Really? Like, I was not in a mental or emotional place to, like, receive either one. I won't be seeing. I won't be seeing. There will be blood again or ever. I've never. I've never seen it. I don't. I have no desire to see it. I love that. I love taking a stand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like his movies. I just don't want to see that. Fair. You're what's wrong? Need. What's wrong with me? Nothing. Nothing at all. But I was gonna say your Honda Element journey reminds me. It takes me back to my Jeep Liberty days of like driving oh. that car. 
when it truly was a rickety shack of a car. Like I, I knew I mastered the art of driving a car that could literally fall apart or explode at any time. Like there was a whole way of like, you know, pushing the gas and then just letting it kind of glide to a stop instead of like touching the brakes too hard. Like I really got it down to a science. Oh, Jeeps. I had a Jeep Cherokee in high school. They're literally like, they're like incendiary devices off with wheels. They're like ID. (laughs) They're great until they're suddenly not great. And then it truly is like you're in a tin can hurtling towards your imminent demise. And I had like the old kind of like boxy Jeep Cherokee. And my my sister got it and then she passed it down to me and it was maroon, which I loved. You're totally a boxy Jeep Cherokee guy. I like know your high school vibe. I was that and it was it's kind of a queer car. It's queer friendly. It's not it's yeah. not anti-queer. I'll tell you that. No. It's it's QF and I felt at any moment I was going to just roll. <laughs> the roll danger is real. Um but Laura and I want to Laura told me to watch it and i was planning to because i loved her other show chewing gum but michaela cole's i may destroy you on hbo is like incredible yeah it's a real good show i haven't watched chewing gum i started i watched the pilot of this because i i feel like i had seen the trailer i definitely had and then had read what it was about and then promptly just forgot everything that i had seen and read and then I was like, mm-hmm. I should check this out. I'm checking this out. What a history. And I'm checking this out. Then realize, I was like, oh, I forgot that this show is about like a woman who like is trying to piece together a sexual assault. But it's also kind of like mm-hmm. a comedy. I don't know. I was like, I've never seen that really done before. I'm into it. Never. I very much see it's like I see like my own journey in lots of ways like reflected back to me so i was mm-hmm. loving that loving yeah slash it's terrified she's, slash ultimately just like loving she's amazing yeah she's like i think she's like i think she's the one maybe like she's like you know what i mean like in our i don't know like i think fleabag was great i'm not there's no comparing them though like they're so different and I know just because they're both like British, but th- this show is just like, I mean, there's only three episodes available so far, but I love it. I binged them all last night. Yeah, it's great. I'm just mad that I can't like watch the entire thing in like two days because I definitely would. I know. So it's just going to be. A yeah, there's burn. like <laughs> every British person. If there are any British listeners, they've probably already watched it because I think it's all been out in the uk yeah there's some there's some moments that are just like like the thing we were talking about last night when they're when i'm not gonna spoil it but when she's outside in the second episode and she yeah. sees that other woman and mm-hmm. it's like unreal it's I was unbelievable like, wow. unbelievable <laughs> and the music's amazing yeah the cinematography is really great. All the characters. It's just like all around. One, Bravo HBO does it again. Even though it wasn't an HBO show originally. But What, what was it? BBC? 
Uh, I think so. I think it just like it was on in the UK like before, and then HBO is just kind of the distributor of it. If I'm not mistaken, I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but I I'm pretty sure I'm right. I can't even just watch it. It's so good if you haven't. I finished Watchmen after our last conversation. Oh. We were talking about it, and then I watched all the rest of that. That was fucking incredible. I think that might be at least of the last like five years, my favorite show. Yeah, it was really amazing. It took me a while to be like, why is this show so fucking weird? Like, I don't get it. And then it all clicks into place or it starts to click into place like episode five, like five ish. Yeah. You kind of have to put up with some like weirdness and like unclear, just like bizarre stuff for a while. But it's fun. It's such a like you kind of I mean, at least for me, I enjoyed being in the confusion, which is which is hard to do. And especially in a TV show, I didn't know what to do. Had you seen the movie before you watched it? I did. Okay, so I didn't I went in like totally blind and I'm really not like a comic book person. So that was like there were a few barriers for entry, but then. I was like, yeah, with it. And I was really glad I did. Yeah. I think you can go into it without like, I admittedly have not read the graphic novel, but I think you can go into it, the show without really anything and end up loving it. Yeah. And there's, and there's some like, I know there's some things they didn't include in the movie that they had in the book, which they definitely put in the show, which I was really happy about. Um, the movie was just like, it was like Malin Ackerman and like, it just, <laughs> that, that's like, was my only frame of reference was like from Matt, like that I knew Malin Ackerman was in the movie, which was like, could not be further from like what the show felt like. No. And, and Regina King is just like, and Gene Smart are the fucking stars of the show. And just, they just are so amazing in it. And. I, I mean, I, I like, I love, I like Malin Ackerman. She was in the comeback, but like, I would love her. her and but like, I was just like, this is not, this is not that. And that's kind of, and that's why I was initially kind of confused. But then I was like, yeah, it just took me, it just took me a minute to really orient myself. And Jeremy Irons is so good. Yeah. And so hot still. Mm-hmm. It's really good casting. Yeah. Don Johnson. You were saying we both. Yes. I mean, I literally was texting Carrie. I was like, everyone on the show is hot. Like I would fuck every single person on the show. No, it's, it's like, it's unreal. And it's also just so timely with, it's so like kind of evergreen, especially with what's happening now. And like with the police and the history of the police and like their brutality against black people. And I mean, it's, you know, it's not a spoiler, but like the first opening scene st- is the Tulsa massacre, which, mm-hmm. which I didn't even you know, know existed until I watched that and was like, I didn't either shot like horrified. I felt so stupid. I felt so stupid because I Google, I was like, is this a real thing? And then was reading all these articles and it was crazy, especially like growing up in Oklahoma city and no one ever spoke of that, which is wild to me. No, they don't. Te- they don't teach it. I don't think they teach it in the American school system. Yeah, but it's 
Yeah, it was just, I mean, especially with like Trump, you know, originally trying to do his rally on Juneteenth in Tulsa. Like it just, the sh- you know, it's, it's just, it was almost like eerie how on point the show was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good like cultural but, companion to everything that's going on now if you haven't watched it. Yeah. And the music's amazing. Trent Reznor does the music. And music. Damon Lindelof is just the best. Yeah. So. Congrats to the entire team of watching. Congrats to the team. You um, guys did it. You kicked ass. You did a kick ass job. kicked ass. You kicked ass today. Uh, I just want um, you to know that. <laughs> today you did it. You did it. Today was a great day. You killed it. Today was a great day. Um, also, <laughs> my favorite headline of today was Reese Witherspoon saying she didn't, she hadn't heard of homosexuality until she moved to LA. And I was like, same. What year? Did, when, how old was she when she moved to LA though? Wasn't she like 11 or something like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think, wasn't she like a child star? Yeah. So like she probably would have moved to LA pretty young. I feel like I didn't know about homosexuality know. until I was like seven or eight. Yeah. I still don't really know what it is. <laughs> I'm learning every day what it is. I I'm think learning every day. Learning. Yeah. It um, changes constantly. It does. It's ever shifting, ever changing, ever more. Um, ever more, ever thine. And then yesterday, the iconic Britney Spears video. That was honestly me saying. To, to every gay that's been in my life since I learned about homosexuality and crossed over to the other side. Uh, that was like, I was like, whoa, I have like you have brought every night I've had with you has been the best night of my life and so much fun. We play it because we need to hear this message. Yeah. again. This is from Britney Spears. To all my friends at the LGBTQ community. Happy Pride Month. You guys bring so much heart, passion, and articulate everything you do. Because of you, I've had the best nights of my life. I love you so much, it hurts. Happy Pride Month. Baby, be quiet! Yeah, me. May I just say I love that, that you she articulate says, yourselves so... Thank you. What, what is, you articulate everything you do. Thank what, you so much. <laughs> That, what does that mean? You we're, speak. We just speak. We're just well spoken. You articulate everything you do. That means you I think talk she a maybe lot. thought it meant something else. Yeah. I um, love her though. She's like she really tries. I love you so much. It hurts. I love you so much. It hurts. <laughs> and, then, and then her paid boyfriend is like, baby, go LGBTQ, and then she goes, baby. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, I love... He goes, go LGBTQ! (laughs) Did you feel bolstered by that chant? I didn't even know that's what he was saying. I thought he was, like, telling her, like, a post would arrive. I went, I went, woo! When I saw that video, I just felt... I was like, pride! Yeah, I felt proud. This is pride. I... (laughs) And then I was imagining, like, the way she said the at the LGBT community... Like felt like we she imagined all of us like on like a switchboard in like a like a phone operating room just being like, Hello, hello, LGBT community. 
LGBTQ community. She's like, we're sending all, like, out a radio like, message, like, or one of those, like, Morse code messages. A telegram to the LGBTQ community. Stop. I love you guys. Stop. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you for giving Stop. me the, the best nights of my life. That was my... I love that. Like we, Because of you, I've had some of the best nights of my life. We only, we only exist at night. And only at night. We're very articulate. and Only at we, night to give white women the best nights of their lives. White straight <laughs> to give all the fag hags out there the best nights of their fucking lives. <laughs> I love you like, so you much. <laughs> You guys showed me what booty bumps are. I love you so much. It hurts. <laughs> you guys taught me how to shove coke up my ass. I love you so fucking much. It hurts. <laughs> Go LGBTQ. <laughs> it's like Joe Judah. Go LGBTQ. I want Joe to do an LGBTQ community happy pride video i think all celebrities should now be forced to do one in the style of mistress britney spears also her why like all her videos are looking up who's filming her i a drone i don't like is there her kid on a ladder it might be one of her kids i feel like she makes she just like has a good relationship with them in like they do social media stuff together like it's a point of bonding for them yeah i saw a post being circulated from an interview she did in 2013 where she was like talking about gay people and she was like i mean they're somewhat like girls so it's really cool to see how they (laughs) like (laughs) she was she was trying to be like how endearing they are to her and she like said that we're like gay men are like somewhat like girls so like we're more i don't i mean i love that for her she's trying (laughs) <laughs> she's trying she cares the thing is britney cares she does care and she knows that gay people queer people like keep her have career stuck by her through yeah. thick and thin have had totally. her back from the jump and will never will never let her fall no never she's there was a video of her last wear- week oh <laughs> she's just in her like short shorts barefoot running that's what i was gonna running. say I was like, I, Brittany is happiest, I truly believe, when she doesn't have to work, which I, like, deeply relate to. But, like, you know that she is feeling free when she can just put on a pair of, like, insanely short, like, khaki shorts or, like, khaki cargo shorts <laughs> and just, like, run barefoot. Yeah. She wants to get, like, a short, 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 short khaki shorts and, like, a crop top and then, like, a tube top or just, like, a crop tank top, barefoot, just, like, running through the breeze with her little mask. Her little mask, the breeze kind of catching what hair is, like, hasn't been put into extensions is kind of, like, flying out, like, a little crown around her. She runs like Betty Boop. Mm hmm. Like, I just want her to have, like, that energy always. I think Britney's been sheltering in place since like 2011. Yeah. She's sheltered in place or she's like on a stage. There's no in between. Yeah. So she's probably was well equipped for this mm-hmm. moment she'd been in history. Preparing for years. Like when she started painting and stuff, that was like her preparation for lockdown. Like she has so many hobbies, I'm sure. And I just love when 
my this is my favorite video. I'll share I'll share with you. Also, you know who you know who is the biggest Britney fan I know? Who? Simon. I love that. He loves Britney. And in like a gent like he just like adores her and in a when his car way. was stolen. They're both, they're both gentle and kind. Yeah. And a few years ago when his car was stolen, when they found it, the only thing that was left was aside from some knives and mm-hmm. fake passports that the person who stole it put in the car was a jacket with patches of all Britney Spears's tours. Wow. And Simon now has that jacket and like wears it. That's gorgeous. It's like a sign. That is a Godney. sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. good morning america i'm excited to tell you on tuesday morning march 29th i'll be performing for the first time ever in a special concert in san francisco's historic castro district on good morning america and i promise you it'll be a morning to remember see you soon That was not her voice. In a special concert in San Francisco's historic Castro District on Good Morning America. <laughs> Wait, that's like the most the most, the most lifeless <laughs> announcement. On December twenty first in the Castro District of San Francisco in America. <laughs> on Good Morning America. She talks like Romy from Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. I feel like that's like a dub like someone had to dub or do like ADR. <laughs> they had to do like Britney ADR of that video. You just could tell she did not. It was like the last thing she wanted to do that day was do that promotion. And she just came out and just went, good morning, America. <laughs> good morning, America. <laughs> In December, San Francisco. Important news to share. On March 20th, I will be performing in the Castro District. In the historic Castro District of San Francisco, for the first time ever, performing in San Francisco's <laughs> historic Castro District, is surely be a surprise to remember. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's my energy. I love it. Good morning, America. In the historic Castro District of San Francisco, <laughs> California, on Good Morning America. In the historic Castor district of San Francisco. San Francisco. It'll sure be morning to remember. See you soon. Why was she talking in that accent, though? Her I voice think she she perplexes me. Yeah, it sounds kind of stopped up, but it also could be an ADR. But then she also has certain singing moments where you're just like, who are you? Like, what is your voice even? <laughs> My favorite was she posted a photo for her in the studio and just it was just, a, just she was at her recording station was just a pack of Marlboro menthols. <laughs> Shredding those vocal cords. Not, <laughs> God bless. Like she didn't even care. She's like, yep. Yeah. She's like I in the studio. Her. No, listen, I I love Britney. I can I I'm not like you know i love her and i'm not trying to be like condescending i just i just love that she seems so honest about like like that promotion you can tell she was like fine good morning america 
<laughs> in the historic district in San Francisco it'll surely be a morning to remember see you soon <laughs> this is me coming out of every morning when I leave my apartment with my mask on good morning America I'm excited to tell you on Tuesday morning, March 29th, I'll be performing for the first time ever in a special concert in San Francisco's historic Castro District on the morning. In San Francisco's historic Castro District. In San Francisco's historic Castro District. Castro District. It will be a night to remember. (laughs) Also, she had an announcement that she was extending her residency a few shows. And she, like, there was, like, a, there was, like, a live stream, there was, like, a whole, there was, like, a clock ticking, there was, like, a red carpet, there was press, people were interviewing people in the middle of Vegas, I think they declared it, like, Britney Spears Day, it was, like, this huge thing, and and everyone was, like, is it gonna be a new album, is she gonna have an entire new residency, like, everyone, I was, like, oh, my God, I'll finally get to see Britney, and then, literally, she came up on a platform after she was like she came up walked down a flight of stairs walked past a bunch of people didn't say anything and then walked into a car and drove away <laughs> and i was like that is true power that is absolute power <laughs> may we all get to a point where someday in a we have a huge announcement and that's how we handle it not saying a word. Not saying a word, just rising up onto a stage, descending off the stage, and walking into a waiting SUV. And like maybe wave to like two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of dreams, let's get into this week's episode of Yeah. We're back. Sicilian batches. We're back in Jer in Joyzy. It's We're back in Jersey. Christmas. And now just like wretched New Jersey winter. Oh, it's actually New Year's. So we haven't made it fully out of the holidays. They really milked 12 episodes worth of holiday material on the season of Jers. That's when you know the season was kind of hurting. Yeah. It definitely wasn't packing the punch of season two. Of Danielle Staub's reign of terror over Wayne. Um, They're in that like that devastating week between christmas and new year's where everything is just like a nap post nap you're eating leftovers you're like kind of depressed it's full quarantine vibes yeah that is my least favorite week of the year it's a week where your sanity definitely like you're hanging on by a thread for sure yeah just like the collective you as in we Speaking of sanity hanging up, did you see the video that Jessica Chastain posted? No. What did she do? Really fast. She posted this video yesterday. Ugh, hold on. She has inexplicable Instagram energy. She is like very underrated, but Jessica Chastain has a unhinged social media presence. And it's like, it almost is like weirder than January Jones. I think she's Cause January Jones through- is like funny. She's funny. She's cheeky. I think Chastain has actually like seen it all and lived like, I do a too. dark and she's lived like a <gasps> dark Hollywood journey before she got famous and now we're seeing kind of the trauma. No, I do too. I I'm listen, I'm a Chastainiac. I'm a fan. 
Hey, but she same. posted this video yesterday where she just wrote. And the video was, the caption was, we got each other and that's a lot for love. I love, it's like a behind the scenes photo shoot video from who knows when. Who knows when that video was made. Who knows who made it. I'm laughing hysterically at the song. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, she's. Why don't you know this song? Someone's like, I don't fucking know. They're like, I don't know. That is a kind of weird though. Why wouldn't you know that song? It's like a European person. It's like yeah. they'd have no idea what this song is or why they would even need to. <laughs> I just love it. I love. It's like she's unhinged. You know who's an amazing Instagram follow that I recently discovered? Yeah. And maybe the community knows, but I truly, my mind is blown. Linda Thompson, mother to Brody and Brandon Jenner. Oh. She, her Instagram presence is incredible to me really yeah she'll post like inspirational quotes but she'll post like 10 of 10 slides but they're all like kind of cut off in different places she's obsessed with like roses she's obsessed with brandon jenner just wrote a song called say my name and all the proceeds of it go to like i think black lives matter or some charity but i was like this is so completely misguided like it's to the it's like the kind of misguided that no one even tries to like cancel it because everyone's like you're a fucking idiot like it's not even worth the time but like she's are you kidding me i'm not kidding and she's obsessed i guess he's like a musician now really unclear but linda he has been i missed that memo him and his i guess ex-wife they're is he married to that woman still Leah or whatever her name is. Yeah. I don't know. Linda. They made music. You, cr- cr- you, they were trying to. Chris was trying to like promote them on the show as like well, a like a folk duo. It's he might be doing his own thing now. And yeah. it is not for me. But I do support Linda Thompson. I'm going to follow her. Her yes, Instagram br- stories. Yeah. No, keep going. Sorry. 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 No, they're amazing. And she's just like, oh, she's upset. Because I didn't realize that she dated Elvis back in the day. So a huge chunk of her social media presence is reminding us all that she dated Elvis. And she'll post these like throwback photos of them. But it's kind of sad because you can like there's not a lot of photos of them looking very like loving together. Like it's kind of just like her in the background, like following him around or like getting on and off a plane. And like, but she really leans hard on that. And it's just like, wow, this woman has lived a thousand lives. She her Instagram bio is mother, Lala, friend, sister, aunt, poet, New York Times bestselling author, lyricist. No. She loves Broden and Brandy. Broden, Brandy. Them. Did not wish Caitlin a happy Father's Day. But did I think then, did Caitlin, any of her other children? 
I think the Jenner girls like recognize her as being like an active part of their life because I think she was, but I think that she really was not there for the sons. And she wasn't. Yeah. No, I think I think they really resent her, and um, I think they had a lot of resentment towards Chris. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think when Caitlin was still Bruce as that parental role, Caitlin was more there for um, the Kardashian kids. Yeah. Tough, but um, Brandon Jenner's ex-wife, Leah, is the daughter of Don Felder, who's like the Eagles guitarist. So they're, I mean, it's just like... (laughs) everyone you set foot in malibu and you're literally in like it's just like cousins fucking all the time like it's like truly inbred up there (laughs) it's rich inbreds (laughs) that's the truth and that's the truth (laughs) and that's the truth speaking of other in uh, east coast inbreds (laughs) well so caroline caroline manzo we start off right away with her at 101.5 doing the job Caroline rules. Caroline rules. Caroline rules. Caroline's radio about- engineer looks like an looks like an incel. <laughs> Talking about New Year's resolutions. Caroline goes, "I'm all about new beginnings. I love New Year." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> we get it." A woman calls in and she goes, "She's like, my New Year's resolution is to quit smoking." My kids say, "Mommy, we don't want you to die." And Caroline goes, "And that's the truest thing in the world." <laughs> Meredith from Doylestown. Meredith from Do- Doylestown, she says. Do you know where Doylestown, Doylestown is? Like is? Not. Jersey yep. Knowledge 101. Does he and know it? Actually, does he not know act, it? It's actually a suburb of Philly in Pennsylvania up in Bucks County. Oh, wow. All right. Near, somewhat near the border of Trenton and Pennsylvania. Wow. Jersey Geography 101. Jersey Geography 101. For answering that question um, right, you get one Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> and and then Caroline proceeds to be like, I'll tell you what. When I was little, not when I was little, when I was a young mom and my oldest, Albie, was three. And I never wore a seatbelt everywhere, anywhere. I know it was stupid, but I just never wore one. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Radical. <laughs> Caroline and her ever-going mission to not, she's like a seatbelt truther. She's like the people who like don't wear masks now. It's <laughs> Caroline was like, I'm not going to wear a seatbelt. It stifles my breathing. God gave us these lungs. Speaking of seatbelt truthers, my dad has never worn a seatbelt for as long as I've lived. Not once. Butch. But Butch is doing things on his own terms. Never. He might have buckled up for a little while. I think he did. And then he unbuckled. It was a really short-lived buckle up. And then now it's just like he's fucking free riding seatbeltless by the way i just got i just got an alert on my computer about sandoval breaking his science silence <laughs> on like the <laughs> stuff firings and like who's that as soon as vanderpump rules is gone i'm like i literally don't give a shit i need i need like a physical break from these cretins like and that comes in the form of like my six months of respite from having to like follow a single thing that they do except someone me. did message me um, a picture of like Bo and Stassi's gender reveal. I was just like, 
Goodbye. Of course they did one. I know. Um, She's having a daughter. I have to but, do. I do have to say that's kind of cute. Good luck to her. <laughs> w- good luck to her. <laughs> it's also Queen Ariana's birthday. So happy birthday to her. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Ariana. One of the one lights on that show. <laughs> um, but, wow, your dad just a Listen. He's not going to do it. <laughs> I mean, white there's not. Na- F- they're wild. They are wild. There's truly na- sometimes there's just nothing you can do. Well, Caroline was one of these people, and she goes, I, I never wore a seatbelt. My son was three years old, and he had a little lisp, and he said, Mommy, buckle up. Better safe than sorry. And then Better safe than sorry. A plug wore a seatbelt every day. Okay. Cool the story. And the woman goes, okay, thanks, and she hangs up. <laughs> Melissa's driving in her car, and she hears Caroline talking about mending, mending burnt bridges with family. So she... It prompts her to call Trey. Tree, who answers the phone. Tree is pissed again for some, like, no reason. Tree's definitely one of those people that just get to be in her bonnet and then will, like, just answer every question in, like, mo- monosyllabic. Oh. Just be the like, worst. Hey. What? Hey. What? Well, and, like, well she's, mad like, at, she's mad at Melissa and Joe for leaving her Christmas Eve dinner to go to Kathy's. Okay. I love but, that she's like still mad about that. Oh, she's stewing. Melissa calls her and Tree answers and Tree goes, hello? And Melissa goes, hey. And she goes, who is this? <laughs> and she goes, it's Melissa. And then Tree goes, oh, what's up, babe? And Melissa's like, the, who is this? I know. <laughs> Melissa's like, okay, you clearly have my number. And Tree goes, I'm, li- I'm literally eating right now. <laughs> I think Tree's stoned. Tree is like living in a hell world of her own making, but like she mm-hmm. takes everything out on Melissa. I oh, don't know 100%. how Melissa does it, honestly. Like I, I came away from this episode being like, Melissa's a fucking saint for putting up with this. This would drive yeah. me bonkers. It's like that movie, I, Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't know how she does it. It's like Melissa on the cover, just balancing like Teresa and like her horrible, <laughs> not horrible, but the way. <laughs> Her abusive in-laws and and like joe gorga's like rabbit fuck humping her in the back and then like baby yeah. joey is like laying on the ground <laughs> and she's just trying to balance it all there's like a rolex her big rolex and her louis vuitton suitcase yeah her music studio <laughs> and then joe um, jay is in the corner just like farting it's like a visible fart cloud mm, she's a witch witch <laughs> <laughs> Melissa's like in in her confessional. She's like, I'm really trying. Like, God damn it, if I won't let our our kids be like with each other, like the cousins need to be together. Antonia and Melania like are obsessed with each other. So she's calling to arrange a play date between them. And Teresa's like, Yeah, yeah, maybe. She's like, Yeah, I can bring him over on my way to drop Gia off at dance. But Gia has dance. All and, right, and okay. Melissa's, it's just like, she's like she, okay. She's, Wants to make Literally it as hard as possible to like do something that's very easy and simple. She's like, literally just bring them over before like an hour just so they can just play with each other for an hour. Like it's not that hard. So she's like, yeah, all right, I'll come over at like three. Well, we and all know when Teresa word. says, she, yeah, when she comes, <laughs> if she anyway, comes over three, she's coming over at like eight thirty. Yeah. 
plan you have to plan like at least a, give Teresa a four hour window to get anywhere mm-hmm. Jacqueline asks her dad to talk some sense into Ashley Jacqueline looks and I think it's because of whatever work she's had done but she looks nothing like her parents <laughs> she's like really stunning Jacqueline yeah like she's, she's striking kind of yeah. Like, yeah she's striking she's giving me like a little she has like kardashian face like before the kardashians had kardashian face Hmm. and like yeah i was just like I'm, i like jacqueline i like her too i'm like into it now i mean i think she antagonizes ashley intentionally but who wouldn't who wouldn't at that point <laughs> i think she's literally at her wits end when and her dad mean? goes into Ashley's room and she's, first of all, she's a giant crucifix on her wall. And I was like, I would put like a thousand under her bed mm-hmm. to like try to get whatever <laughs> demon is out of her. To exercise I would have act- the demon within. If, I'm like, I was thinking about a world where like, I'm like a gay parent and my daughter is Ashley and I'm like literally like consulting with a priest to get her exercised. Be like, hey, I don't really believe in the Catholic Church anymore. I know that you don't really like people like me, but I will believe in you if you get Satan out of my daughter. (laughs) I truly don't think it's possible for like a gay couple to end up with a daughter like Ashley. Like, I feel like it's like a nature over versus nurture thing. And like, just the nurturing would be such that it she just like wouldn't end up that way but who knows it would be a good experiment to see if like your child like can can a gay couple or a single gay parent yield a beret daughter a beret well demon daughter trump is actively trying to get adoption rights taken away from lgbtq people so <laughs> we'll see that's well, even a possible scenario yeah happy pride um, he, so her, her dad, who is so cute and he has his little like button, button down shirt under a sweater. Mm-hmm. He walks into Ashley's room and she, her, her room is like a mess. Ashley looks so strung out. It's unbelievable. Her hair is everywhere. She's in bed. She probably has been like sleeping all day watching something on like her portable DVD player and she had she's to like drawing. wake up to film <laughs> mm-hmm. and she woke she's... up at like 4 p.m it's dark out already Ugh. and she's drawing sketching marilyn monroe marilyn Ugh. you can't get any like sadder than that she's not that bad at drawing no she's actually it's the thing she's shown like real talent at the one thing that she's displayed like a natural knack for god bless. she's drawing she's drawing like peacocks Mm -hmm. she's drawing marilyn and ashley is like like, she's like yeah i'm gonna be an artist i think and her grandfather's like okay well what does he say to her 
basically he's like you should go to art school or you're talented he's like trying everyone's just like trying to get her the fuck out of this house so like they're basically at this point like sure go be an artist like anything is better than like having you around and then she's like (laughs) i (laughs) she's like maybe i am an artist i don't know like i don't like deadlines and i wrote she is an artist (laughs) i said she's a true artist (laughs) (laughs) hate deadlines and And grandpa grandpa goes, goes life is a deadline like, Let me tell you something, honey. Life is a deadline. <laughs> I wrote. And Ashley's so like, true, <laughs> actually. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a literal deadline. Ugh. I could just feel Ashley's hangover. Yeah, I just felt her like for. I just like. I feel like I've been there. I've been in Ashley's shoes. Surly. Yeah. Like a surly. 20 early 20 something and it's just like not not strung out but definitely like not my presence presence was i don't think appreciated by certain people in the house yeah i wrote her grandfather is such a sweetie yeah i like him well you can tell that he like had a big hand in raising her Mm-hmm. He's like a surrogate father. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist. And I'm positive that based on my experience with undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on MeUndies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. 
Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Caroline invites, Caroline goes, I'm going to invite Kathy and Rich for New Year's at the Brownstone. And I was like, why? And she talks again about how they're longtime friends and clients of Albert. And I'm like, why did, what's with this charade of you, charade, charade of you (laughs) not pretending not to know Kathy? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Or just like being shady towards the Wikileaks in general. Yeah. I think it's just Caroline's a bad actor. So like this, Mm -hmm. she's trying and they need this to be like a dramatic kind of story point. And it's like the drama. We're not getting any sort of dramatic payoff because it's just like, fine, invite them. Like, yeah. 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 It's like, it's a big, every year we have a New Year's party at the Brownstone. It's just a night to get down and have fun. So I I don't want Kathy Rich to miss out. I gotta invite him. Everyone's like, we. Know. I gotta invite him. Yeah, just fucking do it. Get over it then. Text them. Text them. <laughs> it's a Text full them! moon in Jersey as Lauren Manzo descends on Chateau for her beauty party. Yeah, Lauren's planning a her beauty bar at the Chateau Salon called Mally. Did we already see part of her beauty brand or something? Well, we saw her at her school where they were doing... Someone in the background was doing, like, blackface. Yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Makeup school. Lauren asked Ashley to design some oh t-shirts. <laughs> Mally. Mally. Beauty bar at the Chateau. Ashley comes in, like... <laughs> <laughs> she Ashley comes in with, like, like a, a tumbleweed. Chat. 
She's full she like does. walkabout energy. She's she serving is. Yule's Yerby walkabout vibes. She is. And and uh what's her name? Devora. <laughs> and uh, blown. She walks in, Lauren's kind of like already like sussing her. And she shows they sit down and they show t-shirts that Lauren's gonna pass out at this this grand opening party for Mally. I'm gonna say it like that, Mally. It's spelled M-A-L-I. M-A-L-L-Y. Oh, gross. No one <laughs> wants it. No one wants it. Mally. Mally. Um Mally. And so <laughs> Mally. 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 Come on down to Mally. Um, she shows her her designs and they're so bad. The designs, like, it was just like, oh, you did this in five minutes. Like, you just barfed something out, like, thoughtlessly on a piece of paper. Lauren was not happy. But Lauren's also loving the opportunity to, like, tell Ashley how it is. Like, show her a thing or two about business. I was like, bitch, your fucking parents are, like, paying for this brand for you. Totally. Totally. Lauren, she sees the first guy and she goes, um, no. <laughs> I was like. Lauren's drunk with power. She's totally drunk with power. And then Ashley's just like, ah. <laughs> she's like, I, these are some shirts and they have uh, brushes. And it's kind of like that. And then Lauren goes, oh, I see a dirty brushes. <laughs> I was like, dirty bro. It's a sketch. She fucking told her. So she's like, this looks like you did it in the car outside. And like, this is not what I asked for. So she's mad at Ashley. And then Ashley Ashley says, just looks flustered. Ashley is just like also over it. I love that. Ashley is so entitled. Like she can't even just do like some, she can't do a single thing. Like, it's that level of entitlement that just blocks you from even doing one thing that's, like, something you would like to do, generally. Yeah. And then Ashley goes, whatever. She goes, I'm kind of pissed <laughs> that Lauren's coming down for me. But she goes, when I'm a professional artist, I'm not going to wor- even work with clients. It's going to be my vision, what I think the general public would like. I'm like, bitch, you're in for a cruel awakening because the general public ain't going to like your art. That was enough Marilyn Monroe prints. There's way that was too the greatest. much Marilyn Monroe no, no, content. No. Let me tell you something. There, there's always a market for as Marilyn. we've seen. There's <laughs> always a market for Marilyn Monroe art. There's a never-ending supply of white people buying Marilyn Monroe stuff. White girls just like adorning. What was that? I had like um. What did I have? Oh, I had like a breakfast at Tiffany's poster. That's not Marilyn, obviously, but it's like another just like design thing that like Audrey thing. Yeah. The Audrey picture. Audrey, yeah. In the kitchen, a little breakfast at Tiffany, like movies poster. I was like, this yeah, is I had quirky like, and cool. This is art. I had like a Scarface poster in, co- in my freshman <laughs> dorm. The fuck was I thinking? I'd never even seen it. Gangster, you'd never seen it. I love. No, I just thought it looked like straight. Oh my god! I'm like cool. I also had a Che Guevara (laughs) poster. Oh my god! You are you really tried to pull out all like the masculinity stops? Right. 
But lo and behold. But then I had Che Guevara, and then I had like a Nightmare Before Christmas poster. <laughs> You're Che Guevara the in the streets, and Nightmare Before Christmas in the sheets. <laughs> 100. I'm Sally the Ragdoll. <laughs> Sally the Ragdoll in the sheets. Che in the What's streets. The, oh my God. Sally in the sheets. My freshman, my freshman dorm wall was like just a clash of what was happening inside my like pre <laughs> out of the closet brain fight club godfather uh scarface and then nightmare before christmas and like a ray bradbury like the dead ringer tree yeah (laughs) the red flag tells you everything you need to know yeah i had i bought i bought i bought from bed bath and beyond they had these like vintage like vogue covers that they made into like big canvases and so i got like four of those and had those on the wall of my apartment and really thought that it was like the pinnacle of chicness any bb heads out there let me know please at me on any social media if you know what i'm talking about these bed bath and beyond vogue canvases the real ones know the real real heads know Real Vogue heads know. <laughs> <laughs> the merging so we cut two to... <laughs> institutions. Vogue and Bed Bath & Beyond. Home Goods had all that. <laughs> wall art. Um, wall then art, what baby. Happened? And then, then Teresa is getting re- the girls ready to go to Melissa's house. And... <laughs> Melissa's like has all her kids in the kitchen and it's like it says like 4:15. Teresa's already late. And Antonia's like, "Mom, when's Melania coming?" And Antonia looks so cute. She's so And she's cute. like, "Oh, the She's like, "They're coming. They're going to be on their way. Don't worry." And then we cut to Teresa's like the Judai's home and it's chaos. Melania, Melania. <laughs> looks like she just woke up from a up from a nap. Her hair is all like disheveled and she's in pajamas. She looks like she's and been living Teresa's- in a tree for days. Like, did she just wake up? I don't know, but she, Melania is like truly my queen trying to get herself dressed. Teresa's like, what are you gonna wear? You better get yourself dressed. And Melania's like, you want me to get dressed? I'll show you how the fuck I get dressed. And she just proceeds to take all her clothes out of the drawers and throw them on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I put them in a pile, Ma. What do you think about you that? Think it's gonna clean that up, tree. Not me. Not me. Tree. I don't, I don't have the skills to fold. Looks like you're going to be doing that I got a beef and beer at 8 p.m. <laughs> I, gotta get I got a beef to and beer at Benefit. 8 p.m. at the New Jersey Country Club. We got to make this at, at, at Zia Melissa's fast. Get dressed. I'll show you get dressed. I'm taking everything out, putting it right on the fucking floor. <laughs> Then Tree, she always tries to blame Melania for why she's late. Melania takes the brunt of Tree's like lateness blame, which I'm sure she doesn't help because it seems like she really doesn't do anything she's told. But at the same time, it's like if you know that you have a kid that's like going to take all their clothes out of their closet and throw them on the floor when you ask them to get dressed, then you should really just start the get ready process at like an hour before melania is the scapegoat child melania is because she's so wild that like you can blame anything Uh, on melania and everyone will believe it 
Gia is the golden child. Gabrielle is the lost child. Melania is the, the scapegoat. And Adriana is just like the baby. Mm-hmm. Adriana is so cute. A, she is. She's so, so cute. We cut back to Melissa's and Melissa has a bouncy house, like a miniature bouncy house in her own house, which was the first time I yeah. knew that you could have an indoor one. Oh, my God. Instantly jealous. Living for it. I was like, you better get over there fast. Yeah, you don't want to miss out on this action. I would kill for an indoor bouncy house. They pull, the Judices pull out of the, in their range. They leave the manor, and you just hear Gia go, "Sit down and put your seatbelt on." <laughs> to Gabriella, Tree's daughters are straight up Tree's, brawling in the range. Teresa goes, "I'm going to send all." She goes, "I'm going to send all yous away to different places." <laughs> well, I think one and of the then, kids goes to different places, and then Tree goes, "Yeah," and I was like, "They're probably yeah. glad to hear that." They probably want to get away <laughs> from this house of horrors. Fat Joe laying around the couch. And they come back to Melissa's. And they're like, when are they coming? When are they coming? And then, and then Melissa's like, oh, they're on their way. Don't worry. And then, and then Antonio just goes, mom, Melania chokes me so bad. <laughs> no, Gino said that. The son. Oh, Gino says that. She chokes me so bad. <laughs> Melania has straight up murder running through her veins. They finally arrive. Melania's. Melania's wearing an iconic rainbow fur. She's faux furred, fur. She's wearing a faux fur. Gia has a fedora on. Like a jaunty fedora. Gia has a fedora on. <laughs> Gia's like wearing like a fedora and a vest. And she like walks in. Gia knows like she's serving a look too. She walks in with the air of confidence. Like I remember being that age and like getting really ugly clothes at like five, seven, nine that I thought were like so hot and then like changing clothes and like walking into a room looking like a disaster, but feeling like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. She walks Slinking in, in like Liza Minnelli and Cabaret. Hello. Money. Money makes the world go round, the world go round, the world go round. Money makes the world go round. And then, so then Melissa's like, you guys hungry? And then Tree's like, now we're going to dinner after dance class. And I was like, ugh. Flaunt it in her face. Three hours for you to come over. She made like chicken tenders. Gia's starving. P.S. Gia's like, I'm so hungry. So Gia goes and eats chicken cutlets in a bucket hat. (laughs) No, she's wearing a bucket hat. Is it a bucket hat? Yeah. It's a fedora. I think she's in a bucket hat. Okay, that's cute. Either way, cute. Either way, the verdict Um, is. She cute. Cute. I just wrote Teresa's deranged. Teresa's on another level. She's she's gone Momo in this moment, and like nothing will bring her out of it. Yeah. Melania and Antonia playing is so cute to me. They just like embrace each other and then they're like constantly like holding hands and hugging, and I just like love that energy for them. Uh, Teresa tells Melissa she's doing a new family cookbook and Melissa goes oh okay do you want some of my recipes and then Teresa goes no she goes do you have any and I wrote full Momo crazed Momo 
beyond beyond momo so mean so mean why wouldn't you include her it was so rude. The whole thing is just like she's uncomfortably rude to Melissa this entire time. Because Melissa then, looks like she's a little bit on the verge of tears at one point. Yeah, like Tree's a straight up bully. And we find out that she like she's just such a hater and an underminer. Like she has just shitty comment about every little thing Melissa says or does. Like when she shows her mm. the studio that joe built for her and then tree is like i didn't know you could sing i didn't know you're singing sing something now if you can sing yeah sing. her and her and gia like kind of gang up on melissa well also that's like an easy way for gia to feel like close to her parents like they've clearly yeah. like shown her that i think also she probably witnesses the only time that her parents get along is when they talk shit about melissa and joe yeah that's true and so it's like she identifies that as like a way to bond with them oh that's so fucked up and then also so yeah melissa probably, and gia like they're like sing sing and melissa's like i'm not gonna sing right now guys yeah i was gonna say also probably tree like you know how gia loves joey gorga so much trees probably like puts ideas in her head that like melissa doesn't want you to hang out with uncle joey or something like that so then she turns melissa into like an enemy with her own kids yeah i think there's like a yeah there's a weird dynamic like you can almost see gia's like a little stilted when she talks to zia melissa yeah it's just like and she's at that age too where she's like picking up on stuff like she'd be able to pick up on stuff like that and kind of assimilate to it and so it's just it's the darkest reminder of Jersey is that you witness the collective like childhood trauma of like four children over a period of years. Yeah. <laughs> and then so then we cut to the night of the brownstone on New Year's Eve and Lauren comes. They're all getting ready at the Manzo's house like Jacqueline, Lauren, Caroline and Lauren comes in and she goes, Ashley just called me and he wants to invite more more friends to the Brownstone. And Caroline goes, tell her no. Tell her no. no. Tell her no. Absolutely not. And then Caroline and Lauren start like trolling Ashley in front of Jacqueline. <laughs> and Jacqueline's just like straightening her hair and she's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Jacqueline loves it. She actually doesn't even care. She's just like, yeah, like this is the worst. She's the worst person. She, she's terrible. <laughs> And then Wait, over Caroline's, at the, G- the G- Can we talk about Caroline's look though? She's fucking oh my fierce. God. The best Caroline's she's fierce. all season and all of last season. Yeah, and her sons make fun of her later, and I wanted to slap them on the face. Yeah, she looked fucking sexy, fucking fierce. She needs to go like slicked back hair and a smoky eye, and she's not taking shit from anyone tonight. And I was like, she this looked- is like a power move. She looks sexy. This is this is Caroline in New York in Manhattan. This yeah. is her like power, like almost like power lesbian look. Total power lads. And I was I was very disappointed when Albie and Chris weren't supportive of their mom. Well, it's very I think also like the Italian Madonna whore complex is like very real. Like they can't see their mom as like a sexual being or acknowledge that like part of her femininity. 
I think her I think her look was threatening to the men. So threatened. I was I on the other this hand was like, was really You were like, Come here, baby. I was like, Come here, baby. Mind if I have this dance? Mind if I have this dance? I dip her. We do like a tango. We do a Mr. and Mrs. Smith tango on the dance floor. Your hair would be slick back too. Mm-hmm. I'm Brad and she's Angelina because I'm taller. Mm-hmm. I shave my. I could shave my head. If you she could would be the Angie to my Brad. I'd. I'd like to see that. I would um, like to see it. <laughs> I want to see that. We when back at the Judices, Melania turns to Joe and she goes, "Give me pizza, you old troll." <laughs> Yeah, bring me a pizza roll, you old troll. <laughs> I was living for that. What a drag. Where did she know that. how to say that or speak to him that way? She was born this way. Melania is born it, this way energy. She's BTW. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teresa, or Melissa's getting her makeup done by George Miguel. Mm-hmm. Which I loved. Was that make, like, another old makeup I think guy so. that she stole from her? Another betrayal. And then they make like some like joke about how George Miguel's in Joe Gorga. And he's like, yeah, haha, he's so hot. And I wrote this gay is like, God, get me through this family. Get me through this fucking job so I can go snork glue. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, what? He's like, I'm. He's ready to go. He's ready to go out clubbing on ketamine. He's like, get me out of this fucking house. <laughs> this poor gay is like stuck doing. Well, I'm glad that he like gets out of there before the festivities start because you know he's not sticking around the brownstone to ring in New Year's Eve. No, he's he's going to the city, baby. I'm shocked that even like Red goes to the brownstone hot nightclub on New Year's Eve. That even who? That Greg cousin Greg goes to the brownstone. Greg can. Greg can just bring the party wherever he is. Yeah. Um, Caroline, <laughs> I love Caroline driving with her hair slicked back, driving the range. She's Iconic. powerful. I was like, there's a reason she has a huge ass rock on that finger of hers. She's fucking holding it down. What can't she do? A radio this show. This episode might. A successful might, she radio can't show. Do a, <laughs> she can't do a radio show. <laughs> But my my appreciation for Caroline like skyrocketed in this episode. The way she yeah. was just flooring it on the on the turnpike or wherever the fuck they were, and just in her hunched over her seat, just driving in her fucking Range Rover with the light on. I was like, she's giving me Dom top energy. Oh, it was so sexy and like wild that just a simple tweak, a slicked back some hair gel and a smoky eye can change everything. She was feeling it. I think she was feeling the power of the smoky eye. She was feeling the power of the slick back hair. She was just like fully embracing it. And I loved it. And I think she empowered the other women. Yeah. And New Year's Eve really is her night. Like, I wonder who thrives on New Year's Eve because I personally hate that holiday. But I go to bed at like 11. The answer is that Caroline Manzo, this is a holiday Some made people- for her. It's a new beginning. Look, there are- there are some people who are just who are just cut out for New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. I am not one of them. I've never been one of them. I I get I'm either I've either been like 
blackout or like on a bunch of drugs or just like asleep and sober and it's never been good for me and caroline is the opposite caroline yeah. is like fully thriving on nye she is her truest self on nye yeah one day this is my here. night this is my night slick the hair back put the you smoky sh- eye on this is i'm my driving night. i'm driving tonight i love that she Get drives too like she's just gonna drive she's a hot like she doesn't even need to like drink you know what i mean like she's just like high on herself as she should be i love it i love it i was high i was high on caroline same i fully i've got on board once that hair went back ooh, mama ooh. i just wrote <laughs> i just wrote i would have done ketamine at the brownstone Oh, it's such a, it would be a great K-hole place because it's kind of dark and brown in there. Like it's all mahogany wood and cozy. Yeah. And then you could just be on the dance floor and just kind of like wobble back and forth. Mm. And then there's Albie comes like up to eggplant parmesan in trays. Yeah. There. You know what I mean? There like was there's a buffet. Caroline's like the brownstone on the New Year's Eve is, is an, it's an exclusive party. But when you're in here, the drinks are free. The food's free. We just want you to have a good time. I was God. like, damn, I want to go. Can we go this year? We have to yeah, go like I mean, 2021. <laughs> How do we get there? I need COVID to be over because it's really fucked up my plan. We were going to take over Jersey this year. Can we just have a second? We, we to, were going like, to do- we like fucking storm Jersey and see all the sites and establish like a literal home away from home in NJ. A satellite a satellite place a satellite office a, second a satellite office. office a satellite at the brownstone caroline's like if i, if I got a drink i'll drink and i'll just leave the car in the garage the brownstone we got a separate garage for the family parking i'll pick it up tomorrow i'll pick it up tomorrow i don't care I'll, or i'll just drive home no mom you're not gonna drive god albie comes up to caroline and goes you look like an old english princess shut the fuck up she looks she looks Fantastic. nothing like an old English princess. She looks what? incredible. She looks like a modern woman. Yeah. She looks like a woman a woman in charge of her life. She looks like Cynthia Nixon in Sex yeah. in the City. But when Cynthia would get her look together and like have like really hot Miranda moments. I wish I could have appeared in that moment and just gone, she looks amazing. Shut up. Shut up. She looks amazing. And then get out of here. You go, you look amazing, Carolyn. You look she amazing, goes, Carolyn. Carolyn. She should go, thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you, sweetie. And I, I go, know. yeah. Did I would just float in if I was like, this would be like 2011, so I would not be sober yet. And I would just like <laughs> sw- 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 float in on like a ketamine cloud. <laughs> Caroline, you look amazing. Don't listen to him, Caroline. You look amazing. You look so good, Caroline. You've never Thank looked you, better. I want to shout out baby Gino, who is literally like, I think there's severe stomach flu going around like the Judice and Gorga household. And it's yeah, there's a virus passed from Gia to G- poor little Gino, who's slumped over a beanbag and just left for dead as like the world moves around him. As the year turns as the I can't believe it was 2011. As the year goes into 2011, Gino is face down on a beanbag. Gino's staring his own mortality right in the face. 
Melissa is in a full, she's in a fedora. She's in a black vest, a white, like, short sleeve shirt, and a f- black fedora. She looks like a lady on the town. That was a wild she, New Year's Eve, an unexpected twist. But just when you, you think know, what you Melissa, know like? Melissa, she'll fucking throw you a curveball. You know what she looks like? She looks like the toast of the town. <laughs> That's a toast of the town outfit if I've ever seen one. It is toast of the town. She went, come on here. Like some Bugsy Malone. Like, I am going to say she's doing a bitch stole my look. Gia came over to play and Melissa took a full stock of Gia's outfit and then did her own <laughs> version of that for New Year's Eve. She did Gia dirty. <laughs> she did Gia dirty and did not give credit where credit's due. And like fully pulled Gia's look and took to the street to the brownstone party. She looks like a mime. Mm-hmm. That's an insane <laughs> outfit. Anytime you're doing like a vest fedora combo. And you mm. think that it's like. She's giving me Celine at the Oscars with like the backwards suit. Yeah, but that was chic. That was chic, but it was also like, whoa. Can you describe to to the listeners what I'm doing? Carrie's doing like a cabaret. Like you pull your fedora down. Ooh. You go, ooh. This is my silhouette look. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just a silhouette. That's Melissa. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe Gorgas looks hot as hell. He's behind the bar. He's helping out the bartenders. And Joe Judice, blackout drunk, is being so mean to him. Joe Judice Punk came ass. to the Brownstone to verbally abuse everyone there one by one. He's so drunk. Teresa looks great, I will say. Yeah. Tree looks great. Stress does a body good Back for to her. stress. She's, like, fully just embraced, like, I'm sure she's so stressed out, like, she just, like, can't she can't do anything but just like have nervous energy so it seems like she's just like lost a lot of weight and so she's leaning into it and being like embracing her stress body and like god bless her he goes to punk ass you're gonna make me a drink punk ass and joe just kind of smiles it off and then joe judice and his friend cheers each other and like laugh at joe gorga and i was like he's being helpful Look for the helpers. Yeah. And I wrote, Joe is such a catty bitch. Yeah, he sucks. And then Rich, then Rich comes over, Rich Wakili, and Joe Judas goes, hey, what's up, cocksucker? <laughs> you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> it's like, Joe, you're going to get fucking shanked at this brownstone party. He knows, too, that he can just say whatever to everyone because, like, no one's going to start drama with him here. But I'm just like, damn, like, you have no friends. Yeah, he's so mean. And then him and Rich, like, have this, like, aggressive, like, they despise each other, but they're, like, hugging and kissing each other. And it's, like, really weird and toxic manhood thing. It's really weird. Oh, my God. Wait. Also, in the car, when I felt bad for Lauren and Caroline when they were in the car and Lauren's, like, talking about, like, her outfit and stuff. And then it cuts to Caroline's talking head and she goes, my daughter is a manzo. Manzo's a thick. My father-in-law was 400 pounds. And I was just like, God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they're so... They're very hard on Lauren. Out of it, yeah. 
Don't talk about Lauren. Like, no shame to Lauren. It's just like, I would not want anyone... I would not want my She's mom not a, commenting on my body on national television. Well, she like praises her son. She's such, she's so like, I mean, that's, we're talking, I was just being like, God, I love Caroline, but like also she's deeply problematic as a, as a mom on TV. Cause she lathers her sons with like physical praise and like, and there, I'm like, Lauren's like doing something at least. And then when it comes to Lauren, she just goes, Lauren's a manzo. Manzo's a thick. It's like so mean. I thought Lauren looked great. Leave Kathy her be. Arrives with a huge gift basket. I was like, okay, Kathy. Yeah. We get Victoria it. Wakili dances like a middle-aged white woman at a wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is kind of like eternally thirty-five. She's like yeah. she's like forty-two, and she's just like <laughs> really like gotten some great therapy and worked through like all her divorce trauma and she's just like letting mm-hmm. loose an older some older guy comes over and tries to like hit on victoria and rich gets wind of it and him and gorga like pounce on the guy joey gorga goes take a walk take a walk man who was that uh, creep i don't know i'm like where would it like how would a just like a rando hitting on teenagers get into this joint if it's such an exclusive space. Yeah. Was it Chris D'Elia? Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> it was peak. Show. 2011, he was really starting to peak back then. Fuck him. I know. Garbage. I thought he already um, was over. I didn't realize that his career was like going so swimmingly. No, people like Chris D'Elia and D'Elia and joe rogan have these like podcasts cult followings and joe rogan's like talking saying like heinous shit in his podcast and like they're just they're both like i just i hate both of them chris delia was like okay we're not even i mean look it up we won't get into it we won't get into it maybe we'll save it for the bonus yeah um melissa suggests trying to go Back to Punta Cana with the, all the family like they used to do back in the day. And Tree almost like short circuits. <laughs> I wrote Punta Cana is the place of dreams for these people. They fucking love it there. They love an all-inclusive. An all-inclusive chance to like roast like lobsters in the sun. <laughs> She can't handle it. She's like, be around Rich, Richie. Ah." (laughs) He's disgusting. And Melissa's like, oh, he's just kidding. And then at one point, Tree goes, she puts bad taste in my blood. About Kathy. (laughs) She puts bad taste in my blood. Like, come on, Tree. Get it right. <laughs> Get it right. That's a little ESL action for you. She puts bad taste in my blood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All I just right, wrote tree. Pomodoro the tomato just at one point <laughs> when the ball drops. Instead of the ball dropping, it's Pomodoro drops at the brownstone <laughs> at midnight. Hey, happy hey. New Year. Oh, 
Happy oh, New Year child, to all of you. 2011. And then, and then Gia chases him out of the broom. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Oh, Pomodoro, you be at home. Pomodoro, you start drama mm. wherever you go. Get out of here. Pomodoro splats on everyone and just like covers yeah. them in like blood tomato sauce. Oh, Pomodoro. And then everyone cheers. And it's 2011. Jesus. When Ash, Albie and Chris like cheers and they go, 2011, baby. I was like, gee, what year is it even? How are we still alive? <laughs> 2011 feels like another lifetime. Like, I feel like I have died and reincarnated and lived a million years in between 2011 and now. No one at the Brownstone knew about COVID. COVID was not even a possibility on New Year's Eve at the Brownstone 2011. But Pomodoro went, hey, nine years, there's going to be something. <laughs> and he runs out. Enjoy now because in nine years, a big Pomodoro is coming your way. <laughs> he Sheena laughs. <laughs> and rolls out the door. Oh! Oh, you better watch oh. out because 2020 is going to be a spicy meatball. <laughs> <laughs> and then he rolls down the turnpike. He rolls into the Hudson River, sinks to the bottom because at this point he's frozen solid. <laughs> rolls on the floor of the Hudson River, and comes he- up at Christopher Street Piers, <laughs> rolls down the West Side Highway. Oh! And then he rolls in, <laughs> into the Atlantic Ocean and then swims all yeah. the way to Italy. He's he rolls back to Italy and it takes him it takes him like 5 years, mm-hmm. but he gets there. Just the one pomodoro. Hey! He gets he he comes back to Santa Punciano or wherever they're from <laughs> in Italy, and he rolls up the hill, and they all start cheering. All the Judice, like the families from the old country, are waiting and cheering yeah. on the side of the road. It's like the Olympics; like he's running with a torch. Yeah, and then he runs and runs, and they go, "Get in the pot, pomodoro! Get in the pot!" And then he runs oh, up this the is hill. My time. Into the lady's house that was making that pasta that mm-hmm. <laughs> Jacqueline and Caroline ate. And he rolls up and goes into a boiling pot of tomato sauce. And the whole Pomodoro journey is complete. Oh. But also that means the COVID legacy was locked and loaded because he created the COVID, COVID curse. Yeah, the COVID prophecy was fulfilled. Oh my God. By the man himself. Caroline goes, I always stand in the same spot on New Year's Eve, looking over the room. (laughs) (laughs) I always stand right here to look over the room and all the faces of the people. We love big, we fight big, and we make up big. (laughs) She's a manzo. Manzo's a thick. My father was 400 pounds. <laughs> oh my god. Caroline, like, why corner. did you say- Why would you say that? Shut up, mom, please. Ah, uh, well. I kind of blacked out at the end of this episode. I was like, okay, we get it. It's New Year's was- Eve. Yeah. I, th- I think that was it. I think it's now they're going to go to Punta Cana, I think. 
And then, but it ends with Richie being like, fucking Teresa, New Year's, same assholes. He hates Tree, and Tree hates him. Oh, they hate each other, because he has Tree's number. Yeah, which is the perfect, the perfect recipe for a Punta Cana disaster. And with that? And that's, uh, that's 2011 for you. Did your life get better or worse since then? Think long and hard better, about it. Better and worse. Yeah, both. All both. of the above. Follow um, Carrie on well, Insta and Twitter at Icaro. Follow Lars Marie at Lars Marie. And okay, so I just wanted to shout out the. Um, I think right now is a good time to be reading up Lyle McLean, who was a black man in Aurora. Colorado who died last year he was 23 years old he was beaten by three police officers and pronounced brain dead a week later and the men have never been they weren't even I think one of them was put on leave but they weren't arrested or charged or anything and it's gone like on like touch the case and I think now there's pressure to reopen it so there's a link on my Instagram um, in the bio for ways to call representatives in the aurora colorado area including the governor of colorado and um there's a script that you can follow and i did it yesterday for like it it takes a minute to do it but it's it's really good and you just you just call down the list of all the different numbers for the council members especially in the city and all the calls go to voicemail because i think they're just getting an influx of calls yeah i was reading today that they had like tens of thousands of calls so far which is great yeah so just read read the script just leave a voicemail anyway just keep plugging like as much as you can there's a gofundme for his mom and their family for funeral um costs last year but people are donating to it still um but yeah it's just just another i mean there's i think there's can't even imagine how many of these there are but no there's so many these cases like this but this you know it'd be good to get justice for him because he seemed like a really sweet guy and it was pretty brutal. Yeah. A true so, wrongful but, death and a murder. But it's up on my it's up on my Instagram if you wanna look and just like if you have time to just make some calls, it's it's good. Anyway, that's I just wanted to shout that out. Well, thank you for that. And then I have a shout out that's a another donation that I donated to because I was just like, this is also in my wheelhouse. Um but I found out that Tina McDowell from Vanderpump Rules season one, the only other black person that's ever been like featured on the show as a cast member, was shot on Black Friday, this past Black Friday, and has been like recovering from this like uh, accident. And so, oh and she God. has a GoFundMe um, that I think is to cover like hospital bills and her recovery journey. And it's like, it's, you know, a few thousand dollars away from reaching its, um, its goal. But I donated to that because I was like, Tina was a real one. If we didn't have Tina, we wouldn't have had Sheena because Sheena opened for Tina at the Roxy that one night. Oh my God, that's horrible. Well, is it, I'll find that link. Yeah. So I'll share that on social media and in the description. But Yeah. If you're if you're a pumphead, wow. a true pumphead, you'll know. 
And donate to Tina. Tina. Help her out right now. Throw Tina some bones. Let's do it. Um, um, but yeah, everyone, please, please wear a mask. Please, please, please. And just keep keep yourself healthy. Keep your loved ones healthy. You know, continue to social distance. Whatever you need to do to stay safe and healthy. Let's let's get through this together. Amen. Love and light. Love ya. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.